0: I want the fairy tale, I want the prince charming
1: She, how do I put this, isn't a fan of my kissing style So we were
0: boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours He's in a trash bin, he's non-recyclable, catchy never
1: I love being in love, I love love
0: Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between.
1: This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Hello, everyone.
0: Hello. It's a bit of a somber mood in the podcast studio today, isn't it,
1: Matt? Yeah, so, again, been holding off on doing an episode like this for a while, obviously, um, I guess like when you're not – well, at one part of the this journey I've been on, you're sort of healing and recovering. So jumping on here and talking about it is just going to open up wounds that you're obviously trying to – and obviously nothing has been healed yet. So yeah. it's still opening up wounds. So see how we go. But, yeah, uh, Jen and I have broken up. Um, yeah, it's sad. I guess we broke up for – Pretty much the reason – we'd been on and off since late last year. We were yeah. giving it another go. I um, I crossed boundaries that I shouldn't have. I, I disrespected her in ways that – look, I'm not proud of it. And, and when I – actually, it sounds like I cheated on her or something. That Nothing like that happened. It was nothing yeah. like that. It was more just, in a way, I wasn't loyal to her in situations that I should have been. Um, I definitely lost my way. I think that I was – into cultures that are a younger version of me and um i should have just been more true to who i am now and not yeah and not done that stuff and obviously it 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 was too much for both of us mostly her and she um broke up with me yeah but um i'd like to apologize to everyone that i haven't been speaking i haven't been open about it i guess that like when so for like a couple of months you're obviously healing you're trying to get through it you're trying to you're trying to get like an understanding of the situation and not talking. And obviously that's hard. We all know how hard going no communication is, but then we got to a point where we were like, okay, let's like catch up and chat. And then we've been chatting ever since. So like, it's like, well, what do I come on here and say? We've broken up and now we're chatting. Like, you know what I mean? It's just sort of, like I said, in the last one, how do I try and explain what's happening when I don't know what's happening? Do yeah you know what I mean? Like you're it's, confused. I'm confused. So if you guys are confused, I'm as confused as you are, if not more confused. Yeah. But I realise that I have not not power, but the responsibility and the due diligence to come on this podcast and explain my situation. Um a couple of a couple of weeks ago, or maybe like oh just over a week ago, this bloke walked into the sauna. And I, and I called you afterwards, know. I was pretty rattled.
0: Matt was so rattled. He was like, the craziest thing has just happened to me.
1: Yeah, I actually sat in my car for like 10 minutes and just like cried to myself a little bit. So this guy walked in, um, and I noticed him straight away. I don't like talking to people in the sauna. I just hate, I hate <laughs> it. I just want to get in there and meditate and do my own like thing.
0: It's me time. Yeah, it's me time.
1: <laughs> but he walked in, and I noticed him as he walked in because I – I looked at his, like, the way his frame was, and I was like, shit, like, it reminds me of, like, a younger version of myself. Like, if he just, you know, lifted a bit heavier, he could come to where I am. (laughs) Like, I just – I saw myself in the way he looked straight away, like, tall, broad shoulders. And then he came and, like – I think he saw me look at him, and then he came and sat, like, slightly near him, and, like, I could tell that he was trying to get my attention. He kept, like, looking at me, looking at me. And I made eye contact, and he's like, you're Matt, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, I, I listen to your podcast, I love it. He goes, do you do you have like, um, do you have any advice for me? Uh, my girlfriend just broke up with me. She said we're on different life paths, different journeys. And I was like, shit. I was like, fuck. I was like, too close. To <laughs> yeah, home. I was like be relevant. I was like, geez. And I was like, mate. I was like, I just, to be honest, man. I'm like, I haven't said this on the podcast, but like, I'm literally in the same thing. My girlfriend Jen broke up with me for practically around the same reason. And I was like, look, um, I don't know what to advise you because I'm, I'm confused. I was like, and I just, the more I spoke to him, the more I realized that like, so like just a list of points went to the same school as me. He's in sales like me. He, he's like tall like me. He just quit football. Like his mum had the same job as me. His parents got divorced at the same age as me, like an oversharer like me, like was just literally the ticking all these things like me. And I was like, fuck, like it was really confronting seeing myself in him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I saw a younger version of myself and I was like, fuck, like what advice do I give him? I sort of just gave him the advice of like, man, if like, I, just, I was just like, if you want this girl back and you see a future with her, like go for it. But like, if like she's broken up with you to like, cause she doesn't see that I was like, well, I don't, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. Like I didn't know. And I was a bit confronted by that. Wasn't I?
0: Yeah. Matt like literally called me crying and was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I've just spoken to the younger version of me. And I was like, okay, like, what does that mean? (laughs) And like, when you explained it more, like I understood like what you were kind of talking about, but it's so weird that just after your breakup that had happened to you, because it was like, it was just like, almost like a sign from the universe that you kind of like, you almost needed to see your younger self and it's like what advice do you want like what do you want for the younger version of you
1: I also told him as well I told him as well because he was sort of like so he was like 21 and he was like you know she wants me to be doing this and he's like I've already bought property like she wants a house and I was like to myself I was like dude I was like slow the fuck down I when I was your age I didn't have any like it, like buy a house or do that aspiration. yeah I wasn't in a rush to do yeah. that and I was like i I'm really grateful I wasn't I wasn't ready for that stuff then and I'm like and if you're not ready and he's like but I am and I'm like but is that what she wants you to believe is that what she's trying to make you think you're ready and I was like just stay true to what you want and I was like when I was 21 I was like on my second year of modeling overseas you know like I was blowing each paycheck I got on going out and having fun and living my life and I'm in a situation now where I've grown up and I'm obviously like you know I've got I can look at the stuff that he's looking at but I'm like don't rush it mate like if that's what she wants and that's not your timeline like do you like stay true to yourself Mm -hmm. I wish I'd given him better advice but like when you when people say like you're meeting your younger self like what would you say to him fuck like when you actually get the chance to like you freeze up and you don't know what to say
0: because it's pretty like it's, confronting it's pretty seeing Confronting, them. <laughs>
1: yeah, seeing someone. Um And
0: he's probably listening to this episode he right now. Is. So uh, hi to him. <laughs> um but yeah, it was a very, very odd timing, but we also believe in the power of the universe and that the universe is always like trying to teach us a lesson.
1: Like, yeah, we're talking about science and like a lot of signs through the last couple of months. I've gotten a lot of signs on like what like if i should move on and then i've got more signs that i shouldn't i should work on it like it's really hard and it's like what signs do you look at what do you you know what i mean also a reason that I, i haven't really jumped on the podcast and wanted to express such a gloomy topic and talk about this is obviously you've been going through such like milestones in your life and um your engagement in that and like i didn't like I'm happy for you guys to seeing all that, and it's, it's it's magical. But I didn't want to jump on here and like you know have like an extreme high of like your engagement, and then we come down to what I'm going through. And I didn't want to be selfish about it and take away from what you're going through. But it's
0: not selfish. And we've had this conversation. Like at the end of the day, I've been through like the worst relationships ever, and they've been horrendous. And now I'm in a really really happy place. But this is like you know, this isn't the norm for me. Like I have been through like the worst of worst times and I feel like, you know, you're going through a hard time and you can help a lot of people who are listening who might be also going through a hard time because being super happy, yeah, it's amazing. But like, I think there's a lot of people out there who can relate much more to what you're going through because,
1: you know- We we wouldn't have started this podcast if um, dating was easy. And relationships were easy, so we're not going to come on here and say they are. There's definitely a lot of trials and tribulation, and I I don't make it much better for myself. I obviously I've I've like had a lot in my life of like what I always thought. I just I knew. So how how I set the tone. I knew that I wasn't not I hate the word normal, but I was different. Like the way I thought, the way I looked at things was different. And my mates would always say. I would not want to spend, you know, five minutes in Matt's head. Like it just, it would be fucked.
0: Why? Because you overthink everything. I overthink
1: everything. I don't have like, I just would get anxious about stuff. Like a lot of like, I feel emotions. Like I think anyone that knows me knows how much I feel emotions and how much I feel sadness and how much I feel happiness. But and I like.
0: kind of love that about you because you're very open and raw with how you feel.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of my mates do, like they love that about me, but they just said like they wouldn't want to be me. And I know a lot of my mates as well, like, Just the way I am was so different to everyone. And I think that it was just like, oh, that's Matt. That's how Matt is. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, these like ups and downs. I'm like, I shouldn't be like, they shouldn't come as quickly as they do. I shouldn't feel so down when I'm down and so up when I'm up. Like, And then I was like, is this like bipolar? I was like, is this what it is? So I I
0: remember you told me that you thought you had bipolar at one point.
1: Yeah. So I, I, well, I went and saw a psychiatrist and they diagnosed me with bipolar and severe anxiety. And I was like, oh, okay, Um, fair enough. Like I've just spoken to you for two hours. That's what you think like it is. You know what I mean? My mum always said get a second opinion, but I was like, look, it is what it is. So like she prescribed me different medications for it. So I went on one, I did like the full three months for it to work. I just never found them ever like doing much for me. Like they just literally just made me feel drowsy. And I was like, "Mm, like this stuff isn't, this isn't like, it's not for me. I know, the more I read up on bipolar, I was sort of like, like.
0: You I didn't really fit the bill. I didn't really
1: fit it completely. Like, they said that it's more like manic sort of depressions. Like, they go for a couple of weeks and you come up. And that's I, not you. And I was like, no, that's not me. I was like, I go like a, like a, like a yo yo. Yeah, yo yo. <laughs> like what Jen said, it was like a fucking roller coaster with me. Like, one minute I'm on Cloud Nine and I'm just down. And I was like, so I don't think that was. Me. So I sort of like left it for a couple of months. I sort of brought it up with Jen when she was like, like she said, the roll, the roller coaster story. And I was like, um, we just spoke about it. And then it took her saying, so I met one of her friends and um, then like her friend saw how I was and all that sort of stuff. And then her and her friend got lunch a couple of weeks later. And then um, her friend was like, you know that I th- I've got ADHD and I'm pretty convinced, if not certain that Matt has it as well. And Jen was like, "Oh, like, what's, what like, why do you think that?" And then she was like, "Blah, blah, blah, or all these reasons why." And then Jen like brought that to my attention, and I was sort of like, "Well, the Love Island psychiatrist said that when I came off. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot about that. Said like,
1: I think that like
0: you have ADHD. Like, you have ADHD.
1: I was sort of like on cloud nine coming off the show. I was sort of like, yeah, whatever. That's that's Future Matt's problem." <laughs> um i've casted for another show recently and the psychiatrist that did the interviews with me was like i want to test you for adhd before we go further and i was sort of like she's like are you comfortable with that and i was like i've lived 27 years with it because to me adhd was more like it it was more like just a a like attention thing where like you couldn't focus attention which i knew i couldn't do but i just thought that was me i didn't like school You know what I mean? I didn't like focusing on little things that needed my attention for a long period of time. I just thought that was me. And I I was like, if that's ADHD, like, whatever. Whatever, I can live with that. That's just me. Then I explained all this to my psychologist. And then she said, look, when you told me that you got diagnosed with bipolar, I thought what I've heard from you is more ADHD. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, well, I've had three professionals tell me that I've got the symptoms or not symptoms, like the traits of someone that has ADHD. And I sort of was like, you know, like whatever. I, like to me, it's nothing. Like it's, I can live with it. It's what I've been living with, but then it's, it's funny. It took a a TikTok that came up in my algorithm, and it was about someone with ADHD and how much coffee they drink. So, <laughs> yeah, like we've spoken about it a bunch on this on this podcast. And I was sort of like, it was like, if you drink a lot of coffee, you might have ADHD. So listen to this. And I was sort of like.
0: But we both drink a lot
1: of coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you might need to, you know, look into it. But they, they said that because they always said, does drinking coffee not make you feel like anxious or make you feel jittery. And I remember the first time I got brought to my attention was when I moved out and I was living with my mates and they saw my coffee intake and they're like, dude, how are you not having a heart attack? How do you not feel wired? How do you not, aren't you jittery? And I was like, nah, this is just me. This is me. This is who I am. I drink a lot of coffee. I'm addicted to caffeine. I would always say if I don't have coffee, I, I just, too flat. I'm too flat. I feel normal with coffee I'd always say I feel like this when I have coffee not like this so they were said on the TikTok that people with ADHD search that for that dopamine intake that coffee has and that caffeine gives them so it's not like amazing massive dopamine hit but it's still like that dopamine comes from coffee that's why they self-medicate with caffeine and I was like oh that's interesting well maybe these professionals are onto something so like I started getting more and more into this whole of like ADHD traits and how they're fucking me to a T like literally mean like the emotional irregularity where you can't control your emotions you go from an extreme up to an extreme down at literally a text message or at like a at someone cancelling plans on you or like a traffic light turning red like you know what i mean like all this stuff can control your emotions and you feel it so impactfully and i was so people have said well, like you haven't been diagnosed i'm obviously seeing a professional now about it i've seeked professional help so i can get that diagnosed about it so when i know more about it i think that we should touch on it a bit more and even do a episode about ADHD in relationships because from where I'll touch on later is it is definitely a struggle Mm. for a partner that doesn't have ADHD to understand someone, especially when your partner isn't diagnosed with it, when they're just saying, this is me. Like you have to learn how to deal with me. And I think that was a real struggle for Jen and I was, I was like, but this is me. Like, why can't you just come from this angle and you know, you'll get this from me. And she sort of was like, but, Like, why would I do that? Like, do you know what I mean?
0: So you guys kind of clashed a little bit, you and Jen.
1: On the topic of like that, like I was so stuck in my ways and I couldn't see from another person why they couldn't understand me. And what Jen has also brought up to me in recent weeks, days, since we've been talking, since we've been going over our relationship and where we went wrong and that was how can I expect someone else to understand me when I didn't understand myself completely? I was just like, this is me. This is like, just deal with it sort of thing. I'm Which like, is not the right way not to go right, about things right at way. all. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I think in relationships it's give and take and you never want to just be like, take it or leave it, accept it or fuck off. But in the same breath, like, you know, when things are right, shouldn't it be easy is the question that I have.
1: Yeah, but, like, what? since I've done more research, and, I, and this is what I'm – I'm not going to use ADHD as an excuse ever. So no one come at me and say you're using it as an excuse.
0: And you're also not diagnosed as of yet. We're not going to play Dr. TikTok or Dr. Google. Yeah, Dr. But Google. But there what, what? has been, like, three or four doctors who have –
1: said said it. to you and that me, they
0: think you have it so and to go
1: further with the like the things now that i'm doing it prof, going for a professional you need to get like your reports and they need to go over school reports and all this sort of stuff talk to your parents and all that sort of stuff so like i'm doing the right steps to get find to out find the out. diagnosis well what i said what I, what I said was like if it was one or two traits I'd be like, hmm, you know, maybe. But when you're looking at like 32 to 35 traits, you're sort of like, okay, (laughs) probably (laughs) probably there's a safe bet. So look, I'm not blaming ADHD for the demise of the relationship. And like you said, we're not trained professionals. We're not playing Google doctor. I'm not going to come on here and like blame that. But it definitely made for situations a lot harder in the way that we couldn't come to compromises I couldn't compromise in my mind certain stuff. I just struggled to, and we clashed on, we both clashed, we clashed with two. And what I say to Jen all the time was, we're two different people, we're a boy and a girl that starts off different people, come from different upbringings, different life experiences, and we're molded into the people we are. And we should never expect the other person to understand us or think the exact same way we are. At the core, our morals, and everything are the same. yeah. But if you take stuff that, like, everyday sort of stuff, one, for instance, is her growing up was you sit at dinner and you all sit there and you have dinner together, right? Yeah. To me, dinner was never a thing. We wouldn't – we'd come and go. You'd come – like, obviously, when we were kids, your mum would serve us up and we'd sit there. But it would in our later years, from, like, 12 or 13, you'd come and go from, like, footy training. Like, sisters would have, like, calisthenics, ballet training. Like, you'd come and go from different things. You would never – be there at the same time, but to her family, and that it was really important to all sit down and have dinner. Yep. I'd sit down and have dinner with her, but I just wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same for me. I'd just be like, you know, like yeah. So we that was an example of that. And to me, was I put a lot of emphasis on watching a movie or a TV show together, and she never did that with us. That's family. what your
0: family like to do. Together. That's what
1: we like to do. Like I know Jay Shetty, love him, but he says that is a low value activity to do. But if you're growing up, do you know Barney?
0: yeah of course do
1: you remember the song at the end of Barney You'd Barney
0: be, is a dinosaur no. no but at
1: the end it was I love you you, you, you love. love me so yeah. me and my sisters would not watch that without my mum so we would pause Aww. it she'd be out doing the washing she'd be doing the washing up she'd be doing something we would call it in and we'd all sit there and watch that together and oh like, my
0: god that's like making every, me emotional <laughs> yeah
1: every time so like watching stuff with my loved one was what I put emphasis on we still do movie nights every now and like then now it's harder now that we're all older but with we, that we'd put emphasis on movie nights that's how we and it was sort of like that was sort of something that we both couldn't understand what the other one was like we did we would do it with the other one and we would make time and hold space for the other one to do that but it was just something that i was just an example of we would raise differently we have different expressions of showing it and we could never come to a resolution like we would we would hang out and do that stuff but it was just like one of the things that like just it, and there was multiple things like that that we just were just not the same on. Weren't aligning. But it weren't aligning on and it just caused for miscommunication and like, yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie. It's been hard seeing you upset. And I know that you've been struggling a lot like this morning. Yeah. You cried before this episode just yeah. to be transparent with everyone. Like it's not been an easy time. And then well, obviously yeah. like celebrating my engagement party and then seeing you struggling, you know, all I want for you as my friend is to be at your happiest. And, you know, like when you're at your happiest, like nothing can stop you. You're just like the most charismatic, fun person ever. We go through ups and downs in life, and, you know, life can be tr- challenging and tricky. And you've really like, it's been challenging, not just for you, but for also Jen. It's, you know, like it would be amazing if, you guys could have been smooth sailing and that's what like what makes everyone wants. But unfortunately sometimes that's not how the cookie crumbles.
1: What makes it harder as well is it's not a clear like breakup as in like you've done this, I don't love you or something like that. It's like stuff were done that just, you know, like it's, it's crossing boundaries, it's hurt people and the better thing was to take some space the space fell into the same time as our lease ending. So now, where I'm obviously back with my mum. So, I, you I, moved out? I moved out. Um, I'm living with my mum. I, I, to be fair, at the start, I begrudged it. But once, I don't know, <laughs> if right, you, like, once you give me back with your parents and then, like, you just see how easy it is, how cruisy it is, and just having those people around me. Think,
0: your mum does your washing for you. Yeah, now. like, <laughs> does it. And I
1: appreciate it. Like, I even say to my 18 year old sister, because she's still living there, like, you, like wait till you move out and you're washing, like you don't have time to piles work for two up. weeks and it piles <laughs> up. Like it's fucking, you know what I mean? You appreciate all it's that sort brutal. of stuff as well as saving. Like I've just not paying rent and all that sort of stuff. I'm helping mum out, but like, you know, it's just dramatically helping my savings. But the it's unlucky that the breakup fell on a time that the, the lease ended. So Jen has moved in now with another house with her twin and her twin sister's fiance and they're renting somewhere else. And, it's just, you know, like I don't – no, I haven't been to the house. Like it's just – it's made it for a, like more difficult situation and it's like, yeah, it hurts. Like, you know, like it, it was meant – like we were meant to at the end of the lease move out and get somewhere just like the two of us and just, yeah, it sucks. It sucks now that we don't have that opportunity too. I went to our, our house um, the other week to pick up some stuff that was left there and like just was like really eerie and like sad that like – I wasn't there for when everything moved out and it's just an empty house and all the memories and that.
0: Yeah. And you're sentimental. Like, of course that's going to hurt you and, like, hit hard.
1: Yeah. It did and just made it, like, yeah, really sad.
0: Makes it a bit real when the house is empty.
1: Yeah, remembering all those memories.
0: So Jen's moved out with
1: her... Twin sister. Twin sister. And fiancé.
0: And they just recently announced that they're pregnant.
1: Yeah, so that that as well was a bit of a thing on top that like talk about timing. They found that out the day we broke up. Really? Yeah, so that was just, yeah.
0: Do you remember a, a week after Josh and I broke up that Luke proposed? Yeah. Remember that?
1: I do, yeah. Was that a week after? A
0: week after we broke up, Luke proposed. Or was it a week before? It was a week either way, but it just, it just make it burns so much more because you're like, mm. oh, like,
1: I think I'm could both, that
0: have been us? You know?
1: Yeah, I think on both parties were sort of upset about that news and just didn't make things any easier, the situation any easier. And it's been rough, like you said, it's been a rough couple, it's been a rough couple of months, and I've just, you know, I've been doing my best to, to try and move on, but like it's hard. I'm. I, like
0: yeah obviously we want to say like congratulations to Jen's sister and her partner as well like we definitely don't want to take away from their amazing news yeah um just on a side note because obviously you know we're talking about you and like yeah. how oh, got, yeah, your, your you know experience but we obviously don't want to take away their amazing news it's, it's been a, it's a hard time for you Matt and i think there's probably a lot of people listening who can relate to this there's probably a lot of people going through breakups and like life isn't fairies and rainbows, you know. Susceptive. When I was twenty seven, your age, I was going through my biggest breakup. I was breaking I was breaking up from my partner of six years and I was in a very dark place. And it was fucking rough. It was not easy. It takes everything in you to like move forward and it's hard. It's wow. it's I, I don't envy the position, but also I feel like, you know, you can come out stronger
1: yeah and i I believe that and that's sort of what's getting me through stuff um i say to jen all the time like it's weird not tiptoeing on tulips like life isn't tiptoeing on tulips she hates that expression (laughs) what is with that expression (laughs) i think it's a song and i think i say it wrong as well i think she googled it and she's like you say it wrong i think it's tiptoeing through tulips but i say tiptoeing on tulips which would be hard that's the idea you're like you're on like your tippy toes like doing it like life's not like that it's
0: I'm getting visuals now.
1: Yeah. It's got ups and downs and it's just like, yeah, it's rough. And,
0: and I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting because we both have a relationship podcast. I'm going through the best time of my life and you're going through the worst of yours. And it's just like, you know, the contrast in our lives right now is just very interesting. It doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever that could very quickly switch we could switch spots and I think like you know not so wish that but but I'm just saying like I'm here for you I yeah. know how it feels it fucking sucks and you know you'll get through it Thank you I promise thank you because I did
1: <laughs> yeah it's been a rough time I've um I've done all the right steps to try and feel better from it so. One was, and was your recommendation, was I went back and listened to
0: Breakups at Burn <laughs> breakups at
1: and I, um, took a, <laughs> I took away a lot of the uh, the points that we gave.
0: Yeah, how was it listening to Breakups at Burn, our episode that kind of went a bit viral in regards to breakups? How was it listening to the episode whilst in the midst of a breakup?
1: Um, It was different. Because like, I was obviously talking about my last breakup. It was a bit different. I I found it very beneficial and very helpful. I, um, I took down all the the list of um, help points, points yeah. to help me and I, um, I went through them and I think they helped me get to a, I'm not going to say a healing, but they definitely helped with the healing process.
0: It's not linear as well, right? Like healing is just like up and down and all around. And one minute you're fine and the next minute you feel like trash. It's and waves.
1: They're it's like, it's m-
0: waves. It's what is it? It's Dean the Dean Lewis. Wave. It
1: comes and goes in waves. It wave. comes
0: and goes in waves. And that was like
1: someone said that to me at the start and I said, fuck, they're not wrong. Like, And especially like how I feel my emotions. Like I could literally feel that emotion and it fucking hits home real hard.
0: I'm proud of you though for going to the psychologist and actually like seeking to get a diagnosis because i think it's probably i mean at 27 years old it's it's about time that you actually
1: i think there's a lot of people at this age that are realizing it and this is what they said as well was and we've said like the tiktok thing and laughed about it but it is it's bringing attention to it people on tiktok talking about it probably me talking about my experience might be like might click for someone else and i think that's the yeah. best way because there's been a lot of undiagnosed people that are in their late 20s early 30s mm. that have lived their life just you know, always being that different, the different one in yeah. the group, the one that thinks a little bit differently, the one that acts a little bit differently. Like I don't want to say quirky, but like a bit like oh, he's <laughs> a bit, you know, he's a bit different the way yeah. he thinks. And I and I was and I accepted that role because that was me. Yeah,
0: you're authentically yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's talk about some of the things that can help you if you are going through a breakup, like Matt. These are the points that we listed from breakups that burn, and we're going to go over them next. Okay, Matt, so the first recommendation that we gave to our Where's Your Head Out listeners is actually to go no contact and to unfollow on socials. That's something that you haven't done.
1: We Um, did unfollow each other on socials. Oh, you did? And we did go non-contact for a little while. Right. I I do think that hurts, but like, I don't, it's easier said than done. I know that like we recommend that and people out there, but like the anxiety in that period sucks. It's hard. It's so hard, especially when it's like really fresh as well. Like I was seriously feeling the worst anxiety I felt in a long time. Because yeah. you're going from a norm of talking to everyone every day, like talking to them every day, having someone there to lean on for emotional support, tell them how you're feeling, tell them like little stories that happen to you in your everyday life that like you don't tell your work colleagues, you don't tell people, you don't tell your mates, you know what I yeah. mean? And then it's like, well, who do you who do you talk to like for this? Like what do you do? So it was a really, it's a real, um, what's the word? A adapting to that or a real shift in your life. It's really weird and uncomfortable.
0: It is. It's hard. Like it's definitely not easy and like, you know, I'm glad that you did that at the start just to have some space because obviously like going through a breakup is always like difficult. I think the worst thing that you can do when you go no contact is to think in your own head like what are they getting up to because that's where you just drive yourself off the edge. Like it's just too hard.
1: I think I took comfort in knowing that Jen was in the same situation as me, that we were both feeling uncomfortable with it and weren't enjoying it and it's not like – we were doing it for any other reason than just trying to heal and trying to get like a little bit of like
0: clarity. clarity
1: of the situation. Yeah. The next one that we had was stay busy and make new memories. So early on in the breakup, it was brought to my attention that um, I haven't with my mates, we don't catch up unless there's drinking involved. Mm. And we've spoken about it multiple times about how we are about like drinking. Now we're sort of like leaning away from it, not going out and getting fucked up all the time. And I was like, yeah, this is true. Whenever I see my mates, it's always, you know, like an engagement party, someone's birthday, beers at the pub, watching the footy. It was never just like a sober hangout and chat to my mates. So... Over the last couple of months, I've been making a conscious effort to go get coffee with my mates, go for a walk with my mates. So good. I remember I went around to my mate's house and I just sat there and watched the footy with them, no drinks. We just got takeout. And just sort of making those new memories where it isn't based around that same culture of drinking. And I think that it's been very beneficial into my um, growth and my healing process because everyone – and this is a a mentality I hate about breakups as well that everyone has is – you know, I'll drink to numb the pain. Mm. Like it, it, what do you get it for? Like what? A brief night. You're drunk, and then like it makes you feel better. I don't know about other people, but you wake up feeling worse. Anxiety you're feeling sick, you're feeling hungover, you're laying in bed, you're not going out and making new memories. So I feel like – Back for, it up. Yeah, for that. <laughs> I backed it up. <laughs> backed it up, hair <laughs> of the dog. Well, <laughs> some people maybe can't. Like, and I think that, like, yes, that night will hurt, but fill that night with memories of maybe going to watch a movie or going to the theatre. If you're not – Ice not, skating, Ice bowling, skating with your yeah. friends, yeah. Activities that stimulate your brain and they're not – they're taking your mind off stuff and then yeah. – go to bed, wake up the next day, go for a walk with a friend, go for a walk with friends and family and just, you know, do stuff that bring more, not joy into your life, but more like positive energy energy and outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, like not low frequency stuff where you wake up. like going out and drinking. Don't get me wrong. I have so much fucking fun doing that. Like I love doing that. But then <laughs> the next day it was like you're hungover, you're laying in bed, you're just dwelling on it and you can't hide it because what do you use for dopamine in your brain? Social media. So you're flicking through there and it's like,
0: Oh, that's a dark place. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's not, that's, I don't think there's much positive out of that.
0: And I think, you know, just to add to our stay busy, stay busy, but stay off social media when you're going through a breakup because there's nothing worse than seeing like your ex in like different people's stories, like their friend's stories, like it's just the worst. And then you're like, okay, now I know they're out. Like, do I go, do I go to like a bar close to them? So hopefully we bump into each other, like all of the crazy thoughts that you think when you're very newly single, like you want to avoid those at all costs, like blocking people who are in their circles so you just – or yeah. muting people. Muting people yeah. yeah. That's probably a kinder way to do it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like not putting yourself in a position where you have like a meltdown because you see them out well, and I, then you start blowing up their phone. Yeah. Like, what are you doing?
1: I think that like the way I handled it in that respect was really good at my healing process and making me feel better, that I yeah. did activities that stimulated my brain and, you know, brought me long – not short-term happiness, but long-term more gain.
0: Absolutely. Okay, number three is find a lesson in the breakup and work on yourself.
1: Well, in, in my breakup, in my relationship, I, I think that Jen taught me so much. She taught me a lot about myself, a lot of it maturing and a lot of growing up. And and to be fair, I have a lot more to do. And I don't. I think that I have done it a lot slower than a lot of people around me. Yep. Um, but I'm grateful for what she's done there. She's definitely taught me a lot about myself. My lesson in the breakup though, is probably the big one, and this isn't just for my relationship with Jen. This is actually everything that I've gone into like with clients. I've gone into watching, I know it sounds weird, but watching people in movies and like the, the roles they're playing and all this sort of stuff is that no one thinks that they're the bad guy in a situation. And no matter how much you try and, prove your point across to them or no matter how much, they're always going to write a narrative in their own head that makes them feel more comfortable with the situation. So like in, – in, and there's no matter how much you tell them, there's always going to be three versions of a story. Absolutely. Their version, your version, the truth. Yeah. And you can find a lot of peace in knowing that you can't convince someone otherwise. You can't. Like they're going to be – It take a very – very like
0: emotionally mature person an
1: open-minded person to <clears> actually see from every side and as much as like this and like i said this isn't just my relationship with jen this is everyday things that i've realized about like my moving back in with my mom and my sister like just with everyone with you like you just can't like everyone has their version of what's happened and you can't really have an art like can't argue your point you'll go blue trying to argue that point to him
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You just have to show up being the best version of yourself, I think, and everything else falls into place. Okay. We said number four was get under to get over. What are you thinking of this one, Matt?
1: Still got the same opinion of that. I don't think it works. I don't know that you think it does. I just think that, like like I've said, my whole life sex has come real easy to me, and I think that you pointed it out to me when I was going through my last breakup that I was feeling – my life with just you know like
0: meaningless sex meaningless
1: sex it was taking away my energy and it was taking away my
0: um your joy my
1: joy yeah so it was like I felt like a depleted empty version of myself because sex is an exchange of energy with someone and if I don't like I have no no qualms with like the argument of like you learn that there's more people out there and you see that I get that But I just think that the way I've done it in the past has been not toxic, but it has the, like, it's just taken away from me and taken away from my healing process. So,
0: and that's the thing is things that might work for me might not work for you, and vice versa. Like, everyone is different. And these recommendations are specific to either one of us. But, you know, people kind of like live their own reality and, do what works for them and just a reminder to always do what works for you if I'm out here (laughs) saying get under to get over and you don't believe that that's gonna work for you then you know listen to yourself and focus on you
1: no I respect that like you could learn that there's more people out there and I get that and I can see that but for me that that hasn't worked in the past. And I've taken a lot from my previous breakups to try and get me better. In yeah. Salon.
0: But if you are going through a breakup and all you can do is think about them and you can't get over them, then, like, you know, for our listeners, maybe get under to get over. Just a thought. Just <laughs> <It's> a thought. <laughs> There's
1: that song on the radio right now about that girl who um, she's going through a breakup and she's talking about going out and getting someone. Really? I'm just what's like, the song? It doesn't relate to me. <laughs> can't, can't relate. <laughs> can't relate to it. I don't know. If she says something like, Here's a little context if you explain. Yeah, so listen, listen I yeah. found myself in, in a, a shit j- position. position yeah. that I love, I love just, that song. Yeah, I do like it. It's a catchy song, but the actual message behind it, I'm like, eh, I can't <laughs> see that. can't <laughs> see that working. Oh, Speaking of songs, the next one is Making Empowering Playlist. Mm,
0: Is that on your playlist? (laughs) No, that one
1: isn't. I'll share mine if people want to hear it. Um, Yeah,
0: Put it on the Where's Your Head At Facebook group. That would be good.
1: I will. Well, there was one that uh, our manager, Anna, told me about, which I actually, funnily enough, was listening to when she (laughs) told me. It was um, Another Love. You know that Another one? Love.
0: There's been a lot of singing on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, um, yeah, that That's one. good. So I listen to that. I love that when I go on runs. Another one is, which is so relevant to our breakup, is Last Night. Oh, yeah. the new one. I what love one's that? That one is by Morgan Wallen. Last Night. It's like, last night we let the liquor talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the best, huh? <laughs> okay,
0: so I have a recommendation, and I probably recommended this last episode, but I can't remember because I haven't listened to it in a while. So I'm going to re-recommend. Um, it's called Bright Blue Skies by Mitch James, and it, it just like gets you up and about. Do you want me to play a little bit of it?
1: Can copyright laws do that? <laughs> How does that get you up?
0: It's like it's a really good record. Good one. I can see the bright blue skies now that you're gone. Anyway, that's anyway, a good
1: one. I, um, that's a great one. There was another one. What was the other one? Oh, these days by McLemore. oh Oh yeah, love that one. That's like a. That's kind
0: of sad though.
1: It's a full dopamine song though. Do
0: you know what? When I go through a breakup, I love listening to sad songs and just like crying in the car, just like scream crying, like staring out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah, what was the one the because other then day then that makes that came me feel
0: on? better? Because I've had like a very high emotional reaction, <laughs> and then I'm like. Okay, I'm but good sometimes now. Sometimes when you're
1: on or down, you need something to act like you're there and you're like, all right, I want these tears to come out. So you're like, I'll put something sad on. Sad on, yeah. yeah and then it just, like
0: a Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, and
1: it just hits that like it that hits, yeah. little bit over so you can cry to it. <laughs> How about um this is do you remember Hamish and Andy were saying that, you know, Raw by Katy Perry? If yeah. you're in a good mood, it's a, it's a happy song. But if you're in a sad mood, it's a sad song. Oh,
0: I've never thought of that. So
1: listen to it in different moods and it can literally dictate like the way you feel. It's pretty That's funny. That's so good. <laughs> I
0: love that. Okay. The next one is to book a holiday, Matt. We're going to try and get away with the podcast to fulfill that need of yours at look. the moment.
1: Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I had that holiday booked to America and that sort of fallen out of bed a little bit, so I haven't got anyone to go. Well, I do, but, like, they want to book closer to the date, which I'm just like, no, I need to see I something. need to go now. <laughs> but I, need, I need to go now, but I need to see tickets as well, like, so yeah. I know I've got something I'm working towards. But I'm not so unhappy about that. Um, I have come to the conclusion that i want to save for a deposit for a house i know that you're doing the same thing yeah i'm looking at different properties i want to get a apartment i don't if two bedroom or one bedroom so very that, exciting they're very exciting. so that's what i'm working towards now so that's what i'm used like you know that's my sort of motivation work, motivation is work, working towards that i'm mostly at my mum's now so i love it there but like i say to her i, I choose <laughs> to be here <laughs>
0: Hello. It's been a hard year. Like, it's, I mean, there's been some great things that have happened this year to both of us, but also, like, there has been some rough patches behind the scenes in your personal life, in work life. So, like, I feel like, you know what? If you're listening to this podcast and you've had a bit of a tough year, you're not alone. The second half of 2023 is, is our all year. of our year. It's our
1: year, guys. We're,
0: we're literally just like, I think from like June 1st, we're just starting again. Let's like let's give each other until the end. The let's financial use. year. Yeah. yeah June yeah. the 3rd uh, first. Yeah, yeah.
1: This <laughs> financial is a write-off.
0: Yeah, yeah. This financial year is done. It
1: started last year, so that's no wonder it did. You don't know, you need a fresh start. But
0: you thing. know what? We're manifesting. We're staying true to like... All of our goals and like it's going to end up being the best year of our lives.
1: The next one is if your heart muscle is hurting, put other muscles in pain. So I've been literally like getting up every morning, running, going to gym in the evening, um, then going sauna, just literally smashing that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, you guys have probably noticed if you are a regular listener that Matt just all of a sudden started just smashing the gym and yeah. started like being in the sauna every night. And this is the reason why.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: because it's really helped your mental health. And I think it's, you know, other than seeing your younger self in the sauna, it's been a really positive yeah, for Yeah, it you. has been. Yeah, oh, I love the
1: sauna. <laughs> That's why I was so livid a couple of weeks ago on the hotline when somebody – ruin the sauna <laughs> That's right, I was like fucking dogs I need this more than you think
0: and the final one is therapy so talk to mates talk to family but talk to a professional
1: I'm obviously talking to professionals yeah. at the moment yeah. um, I find it very beneficial a lot of problems in Jen and I's relationship was oversharing to my close friends. I feel like you vent to your friends and family so they hear the the bad stuff do you know what I mean and then yeah. they're making an opinion which doesn't give the full picture of what's actually happening. So I like, you get pretty shitty advice, not shitty advice, but you get advice dictated on the negatives and not the positives. They don't see everything. So I've been a bit choosy with who I'm talking to my mates. I'm talking to just the ones that understand the full situation and understand me and get it. But I definitely recommend, you yeah, talking to mates and sharing with people that can give you advice.
0: It's also just like a problem shared is a problem halved, right? Like you don't want to hold all of the weight of your own problems on your own back. Like sometimes opening up to people, it kind of does take a weight off. And like there's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? Like we all go through problems. No mm. one's life is perfect. And I think – being confident enough to be able to share that and to kind of say to people like, yeah, like everything isn't perfect and things are really hard right now. I think that's admirable.
1: Yeah, i have like to give a shout out to my mum. Obviously, moved back with her and living with her, I've had her to lean on for emotional support a lot. So I appreciate that. I've been going on walks and chatting. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah I think that you need to, if you need to lean on someone, definitely find someone to seek professional help.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: This is one that I didn't follow all the way through, which I wish I did. And um, I'll get, if you can take any advice from me is write down negatives, write like a hate mail. Don't focus on the good things. So when you are feeling sad, you can go back and read that letter. I know you've said in the past that you've done that. Yeah. I started one in true spirit, got distracted by something else, didn't get to finish it, but I wish I had done something like that so I could fall back on it when I was in a down and feeling in the dumps. So I could read back on that.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's something that I did in my last breakup and any moment of weakness I had, I was like, okay, nope, this is all the reasons why it didn't work and I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. But look, we all kind of run, have our own path. From me and all the Where's Your Head At fam, we are sorry that you're going through this really hard time and we are all here to support you. So we have an amazing community. We all care about you and we're sending you all of our well wishes. Thank you for sharing.
1: Look, I I've obviously been a hard couple of months. Jen and I have broken up. Look, we're obviously on good terms now. We're chatting. Uh, we're open to whatever comes. We're hanging out every now and then. So if you see us out together, we're hanging out. We are. We're just trying to, you know, if something as well that brought to our attention was when we started seeing each other, we skipped all the dating stuff. We just went straight into like a relationship because of the situation we're in lockdown. I know you did the same, but I think to us, it was a bit more like, so now we're just going on dates. We're just having chats, nothing, no pressure on anything. And we're seeing where it goes. We're both open to it. But I think a really big point that I know personally, I can't speak for Jen, but I need to work on myself. I need to better understand myself. I've always just expected people to accept the way I am and I think that I need to come to some sort of place where I can, you know, help make it easier for people around me to understand me. So I'm working on myself. I'm like I listed in all those points. I'm like changed the way I'm living my life and I'm just trying to be better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, well, look, that's all we have time for today. We hope this episode has helped some people that are going through a similar thing. Let's continue this conversation on our Facebook page. Make sure you rate our podcast. We will be giving away some merch to some people who are rating and just send us a DM on our where's your head at pod Instagram once you've done that so we know who you are. Until next time, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.